Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Not Your Average Joe, the podcast that'll make anyone a little less average. I'm your host, Joe Franco, and I'm back with day 11 of my writing challenge in January. And you know what? I am going to just cut to the chase here because this entry is full of some deep thinking. I might get emotional while reading it, but it's one of my favorites so far, and it's called Planting Flowers You Actually Want to See. Kill the intro, sis. You know she's not your average Joe, not your average Joe. Everything she touched grew beautifully. This sentence was said at my grandmother's memorial in regards to her green thumb. Of the many lessons I learned, her love and relationship to plants is one that I've considered somewhat of a compass. I had the luxury of growing up in lush greenery as a little Brazilian kid, witnessing my grandparents gardening daily, rain or shine. For as long as I can remember, their ritual was 6 a.m. wake-ups followed by unraveling the rubber hose to water their many plants before the sun's full strength showed. Early mornings meant waking up with the smell of wet soil grazing my little nose. Me, four years old, frizzy-haired and rambunctious, excited to go out and play in the puddles. My favorite activity during those early years was making up stories with small action figures pretending they lived on ripe plants growing on grandma's vines. Playtime would get interrupted by my grandmother's yell in her thick voice, Oh, Joaninha, sai daí! Followed by a long-winded explanation of how long it took for the big tomato I was using as a castle to grow. This watering ritual was their routine all year round. Hosing down plants both in the early mornings and late afternoons, only skipping a shift if it rained. On one random day, after many consecutive days of this consistent habit, plump tropical fruits would suddenly sprout from plain plots of dirt. Grandpa would proudly pick the brightest ones and pass them around the house like a conqueror. Olha como tá grande a manga, Joaninha! He still does this today as an 88-year-old man turning into a giddy boy at the joy of how meaty his mangoes grow on an especially good year. I never had the heart to tell him I don't like mangoes and would eat them with a smile on my face anyways, appreciating his appreciation. Their priority was always to get the garden ready for whatever season came next. Jaca, manga, pitanga, goiaba. There was enough produce to fill a fruit market right in our backyard. Of course, these plants took decades of planting, but they planned strategically so that there would always be something interesting to pick. Sempre uma novidade, always a novelty. Later in her life, my grandmother took up orchids. After she passed away, my mother counted over 70 pots with what I considered plain plants in her garden, not dead, 
but dormant sticks in all shapes and sizes, flowerless and naked. I never understood orchids, always so finicky with flowers that faintly lasted. That was until I asked why my grandmother began loving them so. According to her, orchids are coy beauties, only revealing their elegance to those deserving. Grandma was quite the poet. Most of the year, orchids hide their splendor in plain sight. Only those patient enough to treat them with care, regardless of flowers on their stems, merit the brilliance of their bloom. What a concept. Today at a Joe Club meeting, a prompt came up that made me think of these lessons. What are you planting? And most importantly, what are you reaping? I've grown a green thumb just like my grandparents. But instead of plants, I'm growing a movement, people, relationships, and in the process, I'm growing myself. Okay, I'm a plant mom too, and they're all thriving. Some of them, not so much. Planting anything comes down to patience and arguably love. Who's really willing to doctor a seedling day after day until it's healthy enough to grow buds? Most people would opt in to buy flowers in full bloom. It's the easier, more convenient, less invested option. It's almost like going to the celebration without ever taking part in any of the hard work that it took to get the prize. I think back to two years ago when I was first starting Joe Club and documented, of course in my journals, when seven people attended a live journaling call. I was amazed. A few weeks later, there were 10. A few more weeks, there were 14. I wrote it all down knowing that one day I'd look back and smile at the progress. The growth was slow, but I never stopped nurturing the seedling. Of course I was discouraged after weeks of hard work and relentless dedication, and all I saw was synonymous with wet dirt barely any progress, seemingly nothing to celebrate over. Then I flash back to childhood and how wet soil was the perfume of possibility of one day waking up and seeing a big ripe fruit. That thought alone kept me going. Flash forward and I'm hosting journaling calls with a format I created from scratch, closing corporate deals, training facilitators to shine, and touching hundreds of people's lives in a degree I never imagined. Right before my eyes is nature doing what it does. Flowers are finally sprouting after much patience, care, and a whole lot of love. Every day I'd wake up early and still do to water my company seedlings, now full-blown baby plant, giving it the attention it needs to grow at its own pace not asking it to be more than it wants to be. Now that I think about it, my grandparents gardened as a form of meditation. They nurtured the plants because the plants nurtured them. That's when you know you can cultivate your garden for the rest of your life. It's a symbiotic relationship where everyone grows. That's the goal. Grow something that grows you and you'll grow for a lifetime. On one of my travels, I was welcomed into a treehouse in a bamboo forest in the middle of Atlanta, Georgia. There we were, in a patch of fairyland, smack dab in metropolitan small, shrouded by 100-foot bamboo trees, transporting us emotionally to Southeast Asia. Of the many places I've slept, this one might have been one of the most magical. It was then that I learned that Chinese bamboo takes up to five years to grow. It needs to be watered every single day before any sign of sprout is visible. If you have the patience and water supply to stick to the plan, in five years your bamboo will sprout up to 90 feet in five weeks. It seems like the tree grew all that height in the short five weeks, when in reality it had been growing all along underground. 
most of the growth we do is invisible until one day it's not. Some might find it discouraging to keep nurturing what is seemingly staying the same. But in my experience, and according to nature, when you give the plant the water and light it needs, assuming there are no infections or detrimental bugs, there is no other option other than for it to grow. As a society addicted to immediate gratification, this concept of planting patiently to reap rewards may seem outdated. But nature stood the test of time, giving us the playbook for success. Patience plus nurture equals flowers in bloom. So my question to you is, what are you planting? And what are the flowers you actually want to see? And that is it for the day. Anytime I write about my grandparents, I get emotional. It's when it like strikes a nerve. It's hard to, to write about the things that hurt, but that's why it's good. <laughs> Damn it, as if my nose wasn't already stuffy enough. Anyways, you know, this actually connects to something I wanted to talk about. I've seen a lot of your DMs and on multiple occasions, I've gotten requests from people asking me to talk about dark times, sad times, depressing times. And I think it's because for the most part, my content is very shit's going to happen. We get up and we make the best of it. Of course, I always try to look at the silver lining. But there are things that are very painful. And I'm grateful, ironically, I'm grateful for the pain. Because I believe that the more pain you feel, it's like a spectrum. The spectrum widens. It's, it's the same amount of love that you can feel. So if I'm sad, it's because something was good. Or because I know something can be better. My grandmother always said, Nem todos sentem saudade. Not everybody can feel saudade this longing. Because not everybody has loved enough to even have something to long for. So whenever I speak about her, I'm obviously feeling that saudade. That like deep, deep void of grief. So hopefully this episode didn't make you cry the way it made me cry, but um, I'm giving everybody who's grieving a big hug. It's been two years since my grandma passed away and it doesn't really change. Like it gets a little bit easier, but the pain doesn't go away. It just becomes a part of you, a beautiful part of you. Because again, if you feel sad because they're no longer with you, it's because you love them so much and you had great, beautiful memories. And so it was a pleasure to relive some of these memories. Grandma and Grandpa will be recurring people, characters in my writing because most of my life orientation came from them. So this will not be the last emotional entry, but like I say in Joe Club, this is a power cry. This is a powerful cry. This is a purely heart open in love with life and all of the feelings cry if you like this episode please share this episode with a friend somebody please mail me a tissue <laughs> and i can't wait to see you tomorrow i'm gonna switch it up i can't be crying all the time like my nose is gonna fall off i swear uh don't forget to leave us a five star review if you haven't already and i will see you tomorrow Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.